Welcome to another edition of the Partial Historians. Beep, beep. Yay! <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Yeah. I am currently your most superior host, <laughs> Dr. Peter Greenfield. And I am today the lowly co-host, Dr. Radvin. <laughs> I think it would be fair to say that we're both a little bit high on sugar at the moment as well. We've had I a lot of a chocolate. Bit, yeah. <laughs> um, I might have done that. But that's yeah. sometimes what you need to get through the history. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be continuing our advance down the path of the Julio Claudians. We're almost at the end, folks. We are. The excitement is high. <laughs> well, the Romans yes, are... Yes ex- and no. I mean, it's almost well, over, which is kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Romans don't know that, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for a new emperor. Claudius, he's dead. Yes. Sad face. Weep. <laughs> cry. <laughs> be devastated. Boo. Rent Boo. hair and garments. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you go to that funeral, guys. It's yeah. going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever for whatever reason, Claudius is dead. Murdered, who knows? Old age? Possibly. Ugliness. <laughs> <laughs> Choked on a chicken bone and no one had the heart to say. Oh, embarrassing. Exactly. So, yeah, for whatever reason, Agrippina is suddenly in somewhat of a dilemma. Because her real access to power has been Claudius... Yeah, so, I mean, this is the unfortunate thing when you're a woman in Imperial Rome. Yes. Uh, is that your conduit to power always has a pair of testicles. <laughs> <laughs> there's really no way to pretend that you've got a set of those <laughs> unless you borrow them through your children or your husband. So, exactly. well, at least she has Nero, and he's clearly been prepped for the role, perhaps a little bit young, uh, but never mind, plans move apace. Exactly. Things move really quickly. Once Claudius has died, it mm. seems that Agrippina holds up proceedings in the household yep. to give Nero time to run outside with the Praetorian Guard, yep. Have run over to their yeah. camp. <laughs> uh, very a la Claudius, it would seem. Exactly. Uh, Have a little word in their ear. <laughs> put a little something in their pocket, perhaps. <laughs> call me Imperator. Yeah. <laughs> and I shall call you my guard. <laughs> Things go very neatly. So he's proclaimed Imperator by the Praetorians in the Praetorian camp. So yep. he's gone across town for that sort of business. Yep. The Senate seems pretty happy to ratify that rather quickly. Yep. He gets uh, the powers on block. Yep. yep. Pretty much. The only one that he says no to is Patria Potesta. Oh, no. The, the... Yeah. the father of the country. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which you can't really blame him because he is uh, about 17, I believe, at this stage. Yeah. I think he does say, I think I might be a little bit too young. Yeah, father of the country does uh, suggest someone a little <laughs> older. <laughs> someone slightly more distinguished, yeah. yes. He holds off until 56, so two years later. Give him time, yeah. give him time. He's got to grow into the yeah, role. It's a good show to begin with, you know, that he he modestly <laughs> declines this This time. is This is seen as a positive sign. It's seen as a good gesture, yep. uh, a wise sort of positioning, a realisation that he's not of his full... Uh, command and stature yet yeah. and a lot of the sources seem to credit this with the influence of Seneca yes, as and this an advisor. Is, this is a kind of an important part I suppose because Nero has to make some speeches in these early days. Very quickly he has to make some speeches, he provides the eulogy for Claudius's funeral yep. rightly so as the eldest son mm-hmm. and these are probably written for him by Seneca. Uh, Everybody seems to think so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're a little bit too good for a 17-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, his delivery is also... I mean, yeah, he obviously has that talent, you know. he's He has the charm, he has the delivery, not just the... 
Yeah, everybody says that he speaks well, but they're pretty sure that he didn't write the stuff. Yeah, exactly. But who cares? Well, (laughs) it it seems like the Romans really care about it. They seem pretty... uh, If you read Tacitus, he seems pretty fixated on the fact that Nero is the first emperor who doesn't write his own speeches. He has a writer... My Pay attention, goodness. current pol- politicians. Yeah. Do you have a speechwriter? Time to ditch the crew. <laughs> I would love to see what Tony Abbott could come up with <laughs> to do his own device. Off all the, the cuff, time. guys. That's what we're interested in here. Things could get really interesting. Anywho, mm-hmm. enough of my uh, digressions. <laughs> so, yeah, things seem to be going rather well, and I think we can safely say that Agrippina is probably giving herself a bit of a pat on the back. Yeah, things seem to be going quite smoothly. Mm. People are welcoming of Nero. It's yep. seen as a positive sign that we've got a young person. You th- although you would think that the Romans would have learnt from the mistakes of the past with young mm. emperors. Yeah, so I suppose Claudius has been in power for a reasonable amount of time. Perhaps uh, their memories are failing them a little bit. <laughs> but it's also, I think, um, the fact that... It you know, seems she, to be under control. Yeah, exactly. It seems to have been rather well stage managed. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, she seems to have managed things really well. And you might be thinking that she's now going to recede into the background because she's now only the mother of the emperor, not the wife. Au contraire. <laughs> Prepare yeah. to be amazed. Yeah. <laughs> she has yet further heights to climb. <laughs> there is a lot of iconography from the early period of yes. Nero's reign, mm. which places Agrippina, mother of the emperor, mm. front and centre. Exactly. She appears on coinage, mm. noted as the mother of the emperor. And in quite a prominent posi- position on the coinage as well. A very unusual position, something that we haven't yet seen on mm. Roman coinage, is that she appears on the obverse side of the coin. So two faces on the obverse side, mm. Nero and Agrippina. This is highly unusual. Yeah, I mean, this really does seem... It's not just wishful thinking, I don't think. I think this really does seem to uh, to indicate what a prominent position she enjoyed mm. in this period. Mm. It's almost as if they have an equal share mm. in the power. And this is certainly, I mean, some people have, you know, sort of cautioned against reading too much into, um, you know, the iconographic evidence because the sources, of course, <laughs> kind of take a similar bent in that they seem to suggest that Nero, being a young gentleman, mm. uh, was quite content to let Agrippina and Seneca um, and also the head of his Praetorian Guard, Boris, sort of run the show for him in these early days. Yeah, so the suggestion, uh, things reflect badly a little bit on Nero in hindsight because it looks like he's being pushed around by everybody. Yeah, but then again, he is young. Like, there's no way, you know, even though he might have been being you know, put forward as the heir. There's no way he could be prepared to run the empire. And particularly if you think about Agrippina's history and knowing that her brother Caligula came into the power so young, made such a hash of it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) She's seen, she's seen how it's gone wrong before with her own brother. So she's got a real vested interest in tempering, making sure that this doesn't get out of hand. And she's like, look, I've been there. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Let me be your spirit guide. Yeah, you know, I thought you were going to do this for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> Have you seen this shit, bro? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got this covered. You know, like, do what I say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Nero apparently is willing to go along with this. Um, because he's quite happy to sort of enjoy his youth a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, well, it, this will soon change. Yes, of course. Um, as anyone who's had a teenage son <laughs> or has 
indeed had any contact with a teenage boy at all would know uh, they they aren't generally content to do what they're told all the time <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> uh, and again this this is really what we get from the sources in that Agrippina being a really dominating personality mm-hmm. um, perhaps too much so for a woman <laughs> well this becomes a problem yeah. first of all uh, because Nero takes up with a freed woman as a lover good god <laughs> Acte uh, doesn't come out very well in our sources, but she seems to have been Nero's love interest. Yes. And ease yeah. of access, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, she's lying around, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so he takes up with this freed woman, and apparently Agrippina... Mum's not very happy no, about that. No. That's not the right sort of woman. No, not the kind of woman you want to be you're actually Well, you're actually married to Octavia. Yeah, so why don't you have children with her? <laughs> have, you, have you thought about breeding? Yeah. Heirs <laughs> are so important in this family. <laughs> you saw how it all went wrong before. <laughs> now we've joined everybody up together yes it's really important yes. that we produce airs yes yeah I don't um, these conversations aren't having any persuasive effect on Nero no He's if like, anything it's probably driving him more the other way <laughs> yeah and Tacitus he gets caught up in the gossip with all of this as well yes he seems to suggest that Nero is turned off by Octavia's moral probity because <laughs> Octavia um, yeah she comes across as quite quite the virtuous maiden mm. does she not in our sources mm. uh, and of course you know she's She's quite perfect as opposed to uh, the image that uh, Nero will later present <laughs> vice and corruption. Yeah, and, and this is definitely part of our trouble with Nero as well, is because exactly. because he has such a profound downhill slide. Yes, uh, it, later on, from hindsight, yeah. our mm. sources almost can't help themselves yes. but read some vice into his early exactly. sort of yearnings for other women. Again, you know, Seems the, quite reasonable yeah. as a young man. I mean, he's been married off. He hasn't even tried anything well, yet. Well, exactly. And I mean, this is, and you know, we've already talked about the fact that it's quite acceptable for a man of his standing to be having a relationship with a freed woman. Yeah. It is par for the course, my friend. Yeah, this is not something that's out of kilter with no. Roman mores at all. No, this just seems to, uh, if, if but it's, it's true, it, if this is really what caused a bit of a wedge um, to be driven between Agrippina and her son. Mm. It seems to be Agrippina perhaps overreacting <laughs> as a mother. Yeah, I mean, sleeping with a freed woman is totally in your jurisdiction yeah. as, as a Roman citizen. No biggie. Yeah, <laughs> if that's what you want to do, it's really not a problem. No. Uh, it's not considered you to be adultery. Yeah, it's... and you can't imagine that it would have actually affected his image at all. No. Really. This is um, not the sort of thing that no. Romans in the street would have been talking but about. But it is really hard to get a balanced view of Nero because as with any emperor our sources are mostly senatorial mm. uh, and therefore they tend to uh, adopt the <laughs> the plight of the wounded party the senate <laughs> yeah well you can think of the senate senatorial class as a bit like the modern republican highly conservative mm. Vested interest in traditional forms yes and anything that ends up being in contradiction for that for their perspective, is a problem. And yeah. Nero is going to become a huge example of exactly. contradiction of tradition yes. and expectation. Exactly. And, and, yeah, and, and, you know, as with uh, so many of these emperors who have been maligned, uh, he does not have the best relationship with the Senate in the end, and that perhaps <laughs> was, not, uh, <laughs> was not very good for his lasting reputation. <laughs> mm, mm. But anywho, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> to return to his early reign. <laughs> well, you know, there are, there are things... Uh, happening early on so 
55, Britannicus doesn't last very long. No, it's fair to say. This may actually have been inadvertently Agrippina's fault. No. Uh, In that, although. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Although she obviously uh, very nicely put him in the background (laughs) during Claudius's uh, last years, um, when things start to go awry between her and Nero, she apparently starts, you know, throwing things around like, well, maybe I'm going to support Britannicus now. You ungrateful little. <laughs> if you're going to behave like that, I might just move your brother up the line. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I have a perfectly good candidate right here, and he seems quite conducive, as if. <laughs> this seems to be highly unlikely. Yeah. And, and certainly there are there is a counter-tradition to this where Agrippina sort of says, how could anybody have possibly thought I would put a child not of my own yes. flesh and blood ahead of Nero. Yeah, exactly. So whether this is true or not, who knows. But either way, it would make huge amount of sense for Nero to get rid of Britannicus. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's clean, it's tidy, it makes it really... There's no doubt in yeah. people's mind about the choice. Britannicus has a certain level of popularity with the public. Yes, because of course the sources do say, even though everything seems to go in rather smoothly with Nero's accession, mm-hmm. um, the sources do like to insinuate that uh, there was, you know, just a tiny seed of doubt in that, <laughs> you know, some people were asking, where's Britannicus while well, all this is going on? Mm. Where is he? In the palace, under guard. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need to ask about Britannicus. Britannicus? I don't think I recall anyone that name. <laughs> I think he was at dinner. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not quite sure where he went. Yes. Hope you need the mushrooms. So certainly in the initial phases after Clovis' death, questions are raised about where is Britannicus? Yes. And when he doesn't appear or he's not revealed to people, I mean, things proceed with Nero apace and yes. we have the situation as it stands. Uh, later on, it becomes clear that the situation with Britannicus from Nero's perspective is going to be untenable. Exactly. Yeah, so whether it was, you know, anything to do with Agrippina and his relationship, you just, it Look, seems unlikely. Yeah, it seems unlikely, and it's its in Nero's interest to get rid of Britannicus anyway. Exactly. Uh, Britannicus appears to have been poisoned. Yeah, and I mean, as, as if Agrippina... Tool of the day. As, as if he would want Agrippina's help, of all people. <laughs> as if she would want to help I'm him. I'm not sure that I would have trusted her if <laughs> I was Britannicus. No, so I mean, if she ever uttered any words to that effect, it was... Definitely a throwaway comment, I would say. Yeah, and look, the the poisoning of Britannicus becomes a bit of a set piece in Tacitus's yes. narrative, mm. where it appears that they're dining communally, uh, the family and other members of the court. Yeah, and Britannicus is poisoned, goes into convulsions, and Octavia and Agrippina are reportedly surprised and shocked by what's going on. Yeah, right. (laughs) So the suggestion being that Nero is the sole perpetrator of this crime. Yes, which is interesting because this is very very early on. It's very early on in his reign when he's supposedly still being controlled. And he's still doing all the right sorts of things. Yeah, exactly. So it's an interesting idea. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's done all the sorts of right things politically as well. Calling Mm. back exiles, you know, cancelling people's debts. He seems to have a a relatively deft touch yes. uh, with foreign and perhaps in leaders. Yeah, importantly perhaps um you know as far as the senate's concerned. Um he does make that that promise to end the Maestas trials to no longer mm-hmm. ho- have private hearings um like Claudius was apparently doing towards the end, you know, holding does trials. this sound like a broken record? Yeah, exactly. Holding trials it should. in his bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. These token promises, you know, whatever. Um, but it yeah, all starts it, out so well. It does. It always starts out well. And, and people fall for it every time. <laughs> <laughs> the Romans eat up with a spoon. When we consider Agrippina's relationship in these early days, we do get some interesting stories about 
the shift of the location of where the Senate meets. Yeah, um, because Nero. as a woman, of course, even a very powerful one, um, as Agrippina seems to be, mm. she's still not allowed to take part in the senatorial meetings. No, no. But if you do move the senatorial meetings out of the Curia and you place them somewhere else, lo and behold, you can stand behind a curtain and that's okay. No one will see you. <laughs> you can hear even if you can't contribute. Exactly. I feel like there's a really frustrating frustrated man inside Agrippina. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, it's not actually, it's not like the Senate always held their meetings in the Courier. You know? No. Um, they had held it in other places before, um, including on the Palatine, which is where they apparently start holding them more regularly so that Agrippina can overhear. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, obviously the sources are somewhat horrified <laughs> <laughs> at this level of involvement that Agrippina mm. has. Um, yeah. And of course... This will become a real issue when she apparently decides to emerge from behind that curtain. <laughs> no. no. You, can hear, you can almost hear Nero. Yeah. Nero manages to... I mean, this is a little bit later, of course, but Nero manages to uh, sidestep that neatly, but her intention, you know, her intention is clear. <laughs> yeah, so it appears increasingly that Nero perceives Agrippina as a stumbling block rather than... And, and aid. Yeah. And he still has... Um, I mean, one thing he is indebted to Agrippina for, whether he likes it or not, is that he still has Seneca and Burrus on his side, who mm. seem to be also very helpful when it comes to running the empire. Yeah, and so and these are definitely Agrippina's men yes. as well. And but but certainly they've taken up Nero's cause. Yeah, they're certainly although they are loyal to Agrippina to an extent obviously, um, their primary loyalty nowadays has to be to Nero. Mm. Uh, and they're not these aren't young like super young men or anything. Um, and so <laughs> You know, even if they were, it's really just the fact that they're not really thrilled with her involvement either. Like, they could do without it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's the sort of thing that's awkward because there's no sort of playbook for this sort of thing. A exactly. Woman, it, there's no sort of precedent for a woman being so openly politically interested yeah. as Agrippina is. Exactly. So, and it does make things a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, it's probably making their job a bit hard. <laughs> Uh, and also, if they get if they get rid of Agrippina's influence, that means they probably have more influence over Nero themselves. Theoretically, Ooh. theoretically, this might be. <laughs> of course, maybe maybe this might not be the case. But, uh, this might have come into their minds, perhaps. But uh, yeah, well, things... definitely. I mean, I dare say that like the less voices you have around Nero, the more likelihood you'll come to a, a strong consensus. Yeah, it seems pretty clear that Agrippina has her own really strong positions on things and that strong voice is maybe not open to a lot of compromise. Yeah. So this becomes difficult to work with. Exactly. Um, and so they don't seem to do a huge amount to help her when her influence over Nero starts to decline. So she has this brief and glorious period of ascendancy mm. and then it starts to dwindle. Yes. You know, I mean, like, we're not talking about gone, but... It's not as great as it once Look, was. Look, this this downhill yeah. slide takes about four years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're just going to skip ahead to the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Politics ensues. Yes, things exactly. occur. Things occur, yes. <laughs> and that's, that takes us right up to uh, the end of Agrippina's <laughs> life. Mm. Ooh, mm. Yes. Who would have known that she would have come to a sticky end? <laughs> 
It's the sort of stuff that you'd almost only find in movies. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah, so things have gone from bad to worse. You know, there have been ups and downs with Nero and Agrippina's relationship. Mm. Um, well, there are, there are the salacious stories that she offers her body to him. Yeah, that she tries to win power over him uh, by having by establishing a, a sexual hold. You. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the same. I don't know how wrong. much credit to give a story like that. I, I just, know. I just I think know. I know incest has been happening for a generation or two in this family. Yeah. <laughs> but are you sure you want to go that far? Exactly. I mean, this is probably how much incest is too much incest. Yeah, exactly. And this could very well be our sources. Just having <laughs> a go at both Nero and Agrippina, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, but yeah, you know, there's all sorts of suggestions that she tries desperately to rekindle that relationship that they I don't know had. that that's a rekindle yeah. that's, a, that's a let's start a flame no 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 Re- rekindle their son relationship that's not the way to do it no no it doesn't go according to plan anyway no it doesn't save her no and, and Nero goes through some phases where he does plan to kill her and then decides not to for various reasons yeah I mean and this is the thing even though Agrippina might not be uh, particularly popular because she does sort of defy convention with the role that she dared to assume and that sort of thing. Um, it's still a big deal to kill a parent, you know. Oh, this is a huge problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not It's not like something that, oh, well, you're emperor, therefore kill whoever you want. I mean, the trouble is that Rome is founded on murder, yeah. according to the archaic legends, but that doesn't make it right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly when it's your mother you're talking about. <laughs> There's a real sense in which uh, family duty has mm. been completely obliterated. Yeah, I mean, this is not... Uh, we've talked before about pietas. <laughs> this is not pietas. No. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm not sure that pietas applies to mothers in the same way that it applies to fathers either. No, but it's still the sort of duty not, there. Yeah. It's not a good idea. No. Matricide, mm. really? Yeah, especially since, you know, your biological father is long gone your adopted father, there are rumours that he was murdered so that you could take them for her own. <laughs> and she is this really strong connection back to Augustus. Totally. That's where he gets it is that where you, Is that what you really want to cut out? Yeah. Is that the message you want to send? Mm. Yeah. But Nero does decide. Move. It is. He, Nero decides to take the plunge. Yeah. Look, there's some issues. Um... At this stage, we're talking about 59. So the marriage to Octavia, that's that's gone. Um, he's looking at marrying a new woman, Sabina Popea. Agrippina's not happy about this. Uh, she decides that maybe it's time to offer herself sexually to Nero again, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds like a desperate crowd. <laughs> our, our sources seem to be confused about who might be the pursuer versus the pursued in, yeah, this, this, in this instance. Yeah, I, is I, it Nero chasing Agrippina or is it Agrippina chasing Nero? Either one is gross in my view. Yeah, and, and I think most both options are probably unlikely. Exactly. I mean, this is where you get... This is why movies like Gladiator <laughs> have these really twisted, incestuous relationships yeah. uh, between the members of the Imperial family. If it's good for one generation of the Imperial family, why not all of them? Exactly, yeah. No, no. <laughs> this is unlikely to be true. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, basically Nero comes up with this ridiculous plan. <laughs> I love it. It's so, like, 1950s yeah. Yeah, exciting. I mean, we should probably point out at this point in time I'm not Nero sure. is somewhat fond of the theatre. 
Oh, yeah. In fact, of all the arts, you would say. (laughs) It's his fave. Yeah, he He does. He does consider himself a bit of an amateur actor. Yeah, and this may be perhaps where he gets this ludicrous idea. Of the collapsible boat. Yeah, so he decides he's going to invite Agrippina over for dinner. And, of course, she leaps (laughs) at the uh, the olive branch he seems to be (laughs) extending to her. Yeah, well, he invites her down to, like, the resort area where all of the nobles go. So come to bay. It's the place to be. Yeah. Hang out, you know, catch the boat over. It would be really nice. Yeah. And did I mention the boat's collapsible? Yeah. I didn't. Oops. Oops. <laughs> so Agrippina's going back home after yep. dinner. Probably thinking everything is hunky-dory. Yeah, the boat starts to sing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, luckily, apparently, I mean, how the hell would anyone Somebody seems to try to stab her. Like, she's got some people with her on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of them are nearest Knives people. Knives go flying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miraculously, Agrippina seems to know how to swim. Yeah. Which is more than can be said for some of the other people on the boat. Yeah. She's pretty much the only survivor of the collapsible boat episode. I, know, I love the, the and you suggestion. Think yourself, what bad luck. Yeah, I know. From I Miro. love the suggestion. I don't know, again, how true can this really be? Who would <laughs> know this? But the suggestion that, um, you know, she would have been hit on the head if it weren't for the fact that, the, you know, this particular piece of falling boat mm. hit something else and sort of held it up long enough for her to escape. The whole thing just becomes a a moment of farce. Yeah, exactly. So she swims to safety. Yeah, Yeah. takes herself home bedraggled as she is. Now, as we've pointed out before, Agrippina is one shrewd cookie. (laughs) She thinks to herself, hmm, dinner out of nowhere, a collapsible boat, (laughs) knives seemingly stabbing at my body. I wonder if my son is trying to kill me. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder. That doesn't sound like him. <laughs> he was always such a nice boy. Uh, yeah, so how is she going to deal with this? An assassination mm. attempt. Well, that's a good question. Mm. It's a tricky situation. <laughs> after all, her son is the emperor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's thinking about it. She's gathering some people. But before she gets any substantial way through those sorts of plans, yes. uh, it tur- some people turn up at her villa. Uh, Nero's people. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. So Nero seems to have gotten wind that something's gone awry with the collapsible boat scam. I wonder if that massive collapse in the middle of... <laughs> Maybe gave it away. No, But anyway, I mean, she doesn't last much longer. I mean, although she's coming up with a strategy to respond to this, she does end up getting killed before she can really act on oh, that. What a sad end. Mm. Mm. Yes. Bit of a downer. But of course, mm. uh, Nero himself then has to deal with the fact that, oh God, I've actually gone through with this. I've actually killed my own freaking mother. (laughs) This is pretty much the worst PR (laughs) mistake of all time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he's probably a little worried about how people are going to react to this. Oh yeah, maybe. (laughs) But. Lucky he's got Seneca and Boris to help him out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And Boris, basically, you know, we talked before about how the fact that they're not really too crazy about, you know, helping Agrippina out when things start to go right, but I, I think I'm not it's sure safe that they say, wanted her dead. Exactly. I think it's safe to say they didn't want any part of this. Yeah. Um, but it's done now, and now <laughs> they have to help their emperor out again. <laughs> Conveniently, it turns out that Agrippina committed a lot of crime. Get out. No way. Oh my god. Yeah, for real. Oh my god. Yeah, How you did know, I hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> you know all of those people that like Nero said he had exiled? It turns out Agrippina had actually exiled oh, I should them. have known. It's so obvious now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How convenient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just tied up in a, a nice little package for Nero, isn't it? Couldn't talk about it because she was alive, of course, but now she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. You awesome. know, you guys in exile? You yeah. Come, come back. Come back. 
Let's all just forget about it and have a great big party. <laughs> yeah, there's some definite whitewashing going on here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Nero actually comes through this escapade in in peace. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if anybody can truly be okay after the murder of their own mother. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, we hear, we hear rumours of him being haunted, don't we? Haunted by... By Agrippina. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's sort of this sort of ties off nicely. This is the end of Agrippina. Mm. This is also the end of the first part of of Nero's rule because there's definitely a characteristic change between uh, with Agrippina as opposed to post Agrippina. Yes, which is where we'll be going in our next episode. Yes, exciting. Mm. The last instalment of the Julio Claudian <laughs> section. Stay tuned, <laughs> listeners. And we'd like to quickly invite you before we sign off uh, mm. to throw us any suggestions on our Facebook page or through our own page um, of any ideas you'd like us to pursue because, of course, we are coming to the end of the Julia Claudians. <gasps> yes, I know. Where will we go next? Exactly. We're, we're a little open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're not, we're not a... easy, but we'll be... <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen to your words of persuasion. <laughs> let's, let's say we're relatively easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so please, throw us any suggestions you have through Facebook or through our webpage and we'll catch you next time. Thank <laughs> you.